Hello and welcome to the No BS Approach to Motherhood podcast, hosted by Catherine Hay and Shelley McKenzie. We are both mothers and clinical nutritionists who specialize in women's health. We are here to not only bring you the most up-to-date nutritional and health advice when it comes to fertility, pregnancy, postpartum, and children's nutrition, but our main goal is to break through the BS that can come with motherhood. No topic is off limits, so grab a cuppa or a glass of wine and join us for another raw and real conversation surrounding motherhood. Hello guys and welcome to the No BS Approach to Motherhood podcast. We are so excited to be kicking off and to have you guys here listening to us. This is obviously our first show, so I just wanted to introduce myself. This is my voice. I'm Shelley McKenzie. And I'm Catherine Hay, and this is my voice, but most people call me Cappy. We are just so excited to be here together to release something that we're so passionate about. I know, it's so exciting. And so today we're going to be chatting a little bit just about who we are, we'll introduce ourselves, what we do, and I guess uh, the really important part is how this podcast has come around and about, because this is going to be a great podcast, and not only are we going to be bringing some amazing content to your ears, but we're also going to be bringing you lots of educational Uh, episodes as well which is really exciting because you and I you know we both come from a a clinical nutritionist background and obviously show you're a naturopath as well so that's why I feel like this is going to be a raw podcast you know we're coming from the motherhood aspect we're not leaving any subject you know off limits, go for it. We're open to absolutely everything. Having that educational difference to what we're trying to get our message out there through this podcast is what we're also excited about because we're going to be interviewing amazing practitioners in the field and also mothers and just people that we really identify with to be able to give you, the listener, such an amazing experience as well. Yeah. So start by telling us, Cathy, who are you? What do you specialize in? Obviously, we know you're now a nutritionist, but what, what, who are you? What are you about? <laughs> <laughs> so I have been a clinical nutritionist um, for over seven years in my own clinic called Captured Nutrition, which I have always been just a one-man show at Captured Nutrition. Um, I studied at Endeavour uh, College of Natural Health and I did a Bachelor of Health Science and majored in nutritional medicine. I also studied naturopathy um, before uh, for about three and a half years. So I almost completed my naturopathy degree, but for some reason in that last, you know, six months, even I think maybe it was 12 months, I just lost my passion for herbal medicine back then. And I was like 21. So, you know, that was a long time ago. So I then switched into nutritional medicine and completed my degree in that. Now looking back, I'm like, should I have gone back to do naturopathy and herbal medicine? But that's kind of, I guess, your path as well. You know, you've gone through nutritional medicine yourself and then have gone back to do naturopathy. So I think that's pretty cool that you've done that too. But um a little bit about me. So I'm a mother. I'm a mother to a 18-month-old turbo toddler called Sunny. She <laughs> is my <laughs> little ray of sunshine, but she tests me every day. Uh, and I think kind of blossoming into motherhood has really shifted my whole perspective in, in who I am, not only as a, um, a woman, but as a practitioner as well. So bringing in 
not only the educational and scientific information into clinic, it's now that emotional and that I understand kind of area into clinic as well. So I specialize in all things, you know, women's health. So gut health was my major specialty before I had Sunny. I was absolutely obsessed with the gut because, you know, the gut is the epicenter to overall health. Then it really changed into fertility, postpartum, pregnancy, and even children's health as well. So I constantly studying and upskilling um, around those areas as well. And hormonal health is such another really big key area into my clinic. And I think that's what keeps it exciting. You know, having these areas that you're really passionate about just draws in that it ignites your soul for helping as many people as you possibly can. So I practice fully online. Um, I took my clinic online before the pandemic. So <laughs> um, that was probably back in 2018 when I moved to New Zealand um, for a winter season and took my clinic online and I've, I've never looked back. So it just gives me that flexibility even more so as a mum to be able to work, you know, from home um, and also around the toddler schedule, which is crazy and forever changing. And I'm based on the Gold Coast. So I have been living on the Gold Coast now for almost two years. But before then, I was in Byron Bay for about nine years. And I'm originally from Melbourne. So where you are, Shells. That is so amazing. And for all of you listeners, if you haven't gone over and followed Catherine, you really need to. Because one thing I love that you do, just one of the many things, Catherine, is <laughs> you mentioned your education and your educational posts and things and the content that you release in terms of, you know, that sphere around women's health and children's nutrition and all of that stuff. It is amazing, the content and the, you know, the education and just all the information that you provide. Uh, so I am another reason why I'm very excited to be doing this with you. Uh, but I do want, so tell us one thing that if somebody was to go across and jump on your Instagram, what's one thing that they wouldn't see there that you do or say or something like a fun fact about yourself? I don't know if it's a fun fact, but I find it hilarious is that I hate cooking. I absolutely <laughs> hate cooking and I am a nutritionist and Everyone just expects that I'm going to be sharing out these incredible recipes and food because I'm a nutritionist. And that's one of my, my secrets. I hate cooking. And I think, I don't know if you're the same, Shell, but because we talk about it every single day we're in clinic, it almost loses its appeal sometimes because... Yeah, I don't, I don't even know why, but I just, I don't like cooking. My husband does a lot of the cooking. I do enjoy cooking for Sunny because that kind of gives me joy so I can have, to see what she's into in terms of food and teaching her around food and that type of thing. But I hate cooking for myself. So that is a fact that you all know about me now and you will <laughs> not see many delicious photo, beautiful style food on my Instagram feed. That's why I keep it to period blood, tampons, you know, all the raw stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and you do it so well. <laughs> <laughs> but enough about me, Shell. Let's talk about you. I want to, you know, hand the reins over to you and, and, you know, what led you to be a clinical nutritionist and naturopath now and your journey into motherhood and why, you know, you do what you do with so many women in your clinic as well. Yeah, so I guess becoming a nutritionist for me, it was definitely a later start in life. So I moved to Melbourne from the country, partied a lot uh, when I was, you know, 18 <laughs> to 
21, I'm going to say, 22 even. Um, and honestly, that's what I like. I was a personal trainer at a club in the city and Monday to Friday, I did that whole like eat what I thought was well uh, and exercise a lot. But then come weekends, like from Friday to Monday, really, like I was just binge drinking, going for like 3am yeah. KFC runs. Like yes. I just really embraced the Melbourne life once I <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You have to, right? It's Melbourne. That's perfect. <laughs> Seriously. But I say that because it was such an important part of like who I am and why I practice this way, because then uh, my body, eventually that lifestyle just caught up with me and I became really sick. And after lots of tests and, um, and, you know, going in and out of the doctors and losing so much weight and getting to the point where I physically couldn't even get up off the couch. Like if I yeah. needed to go to the toilet, I had to have someone physically carry me. Wow. Uh, and eventually I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which is a really manageable thyroid condition. Mm. But uh, it took a long time to get to that diagnosis because I, I feel like I just smashed my body and mm. it just went into this massive chaos. And so doctors and surgeons and like specialists didn't really know what was going on with me. Uh, and so once I got the diagnosis, I was peachy because I learned how to manage it and what to do and all the rest of it. So that's sort of how I got to here. Um, yeah. well, I guess that was the beginning of my journey, I should say. Then I went into like bodybuilding for two years and threw myself That's into that right. world for two years. And that we'll be intense. posting some some photos of Shell when she was in her bodybuilding because yeah. that I, I even, when you posted those photos before, I was like, wow, girl, that is impressive that you could get your body to that stage and that look. Yeah, like it was um, intense, right? And uh, I think a part of that, and, and me doing that was I'm a very driven, goal-orientated person and I'm very competitive. And at that point, I needed to be competitive with myself and I really needed to turn my health around. And for me, the lifestyle I built in Melbourne and the friendships I built were all around alcohol and partying. Mm, and yeah. that no longer was serving me. And I went off alcohol for about two and a half years cold turkey while I was healing. Wow. And yeah. because all of my relationships were built around alcohol, I just needed an excuse to tell people. Like people would say, why aren't you drinking? And at the time I just wasn't confident enough to be like, it's not serving me. Um, yeah. So I'd say oh, I'm competing. And that was just yes. my way out, you know, but yeah. I really enjoyed that world and I threw myself into it. And I guess coming from a, a sporty PT background as well, um, I really loved it. But of course, with that came a lot of uh, body image issues, body mm. image issues that I'd never had before, but all of a sudden were presenting because I went from, uh, you know, 70 kilos to 60 kilos and had abs and, yeah. you know, all this stuff started happening. But that lifestyle then didn't serve me either because it started affecting my relationship with Maka. Maka, my now husband, he and I just started dating uh, mm. and we had moved in together and stuff. But because I was in that bodybuilding world, I didn't know how to balance that with eating out and still having a life. And, yeah. and it was just, I'd exercise for like two hours a day and just everything, wow. like my food was measured. And I feel like for me anyway, that sort of lifestyle, it gets to you eventually. Like it gets yeah. to other areas of your lifestyle. It's not maintainable. It becomes stressful. So, you know, absolutely, there was absolutely. that whole part of my journey too. <laughs> but 
it's it's from there that I decided I needed to learn more about food. And so I started studying nutritional medicine and I was uh, managing Anytime Fitness, a fitness um, franchise. So I was, I was regional manager for Victoria and New South Wales mm. at the time. I was traveling lots. I was studying online and did the nutritional medicine. And from there, I went on to do a Bachelor of Naturopathy as well, because I just felt I had more to learn. I guess studying online as well, it's quite challenging. Well, it was for me. And I felt like I just needed to continue learning. So I have only just finished my naturopathy degree. Uh, what month are we in? We're in a new year. It was end of last year. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. We're in 2022. Oh, <laughs> but I was practicing as a nutritionist prior to that for three years. So uh, I guess I'm still nutritionist first, naturopath second. I still really believe, yeah. obviously, I've healed myself through the power of food and I, I truly mm. believe in food is medicine. So that is how I like to practice. However, I think I have a very balanced approach now and a lot of that has come from that bodybuilding experience as well. 100%. Um, so, yeah, and I specialise in uh, women's health and uh, I'm into my third pregnancy. So I am currently, we were just saying, I'm not really sure, somewhere around the 25, 26 weeks pregnant. And so nowadays I really focus pretty heavily around women's health, but more so on that pregnancy, postpartum, fertility area, which I absolutely love. So I have my motherhood side of things. I've got uh, two boys. So Van is two and a half going on like 20. He calls me yeah. mum. He calls me mum these days. Like I don't even get a mummy. <laughs> he's like, oh, he's like mum. And I'm like, it's mummy. Yeah, like, come on, don't stop it. You're too, you're too mature beyond your years. Seriously, I said to Maka, next minute Lenny's going to go straight to just calling me mum. I'm like, I'm not ready to be just mum. No, absolutely not. It's always mummy. You feel more connected to that. It's too much. Too much. So anyway, he's going on 20. And then Lenny is my little gentle giant. He, is, yeah. he turned one at Christmas uh, and so they are a lot of fun and you'll hear lots of really funny stories about them. Even my sister, when I was telling her about this podcast, she's like, it's perfect because she's got a little boy and she's like, if I did it, it wouldn't be as funny because I don't really have much to talk about, but your boys, there's always something going on. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, I cannot um, wait. So yeah, so that is me. I'm also, yeah, as I said, pregnant and having a baby girl this time. So she is due to arrive in July. Which is so exciting, a little girl to throw into the mix. And I can, mm. like, how do you feel about having a girl? I'm nervous. Like, yeah. I... I'm used to a penis now. Like I'm yeah. surrounded by them. Even <laughs> my dog's a male. Not that I'm holding near that one, but yeah. you know. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm a little bit nervous. I'm like, oh, I don't know. But I'm I'm very excited. You know, obviously, as a woman, I feel like most women want, you know, a girl, and I certainly did. Like I would have been so happy with three boys. They are my little terrors, but I love them. But having a girl, I'm just like, oh, I hope she brings like a sense of calmness to our house that is really yeah. needed. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. But in saying that, I've got a turbo toddler <laughs> girl and she's psycho. So, you know. <laughs> well, that's but, it. Who knows? Yeah, you know. <laughs> but I think, are you, have you bought any girly stuff or how are you feeling? You know, I remember when, you know, I was pregnant with Sunny and it's just like, 
anything girly, you know, I just wanted to buy because I was just so drawn to it. But, you know, with the third pregnancy, is that urge still there? But, or is it changed because you're having a girl? I'm so curious. Yeah, not like the urge isn't really there. To be honest, I yeah. feel like half my time I forget I'm even pregnant. So that mm. sounds really bad. But I mean, I've got my boys with me most days. They, they're in care one or two days a week. And the rest of the time I'm, I'm with them. So it sort of gets to the end of the day and I sit down on the couch once the boys are gone to bed and I feel her kicking and moving around. I'm like, oh yeah, you're still there, you know? So I think um, I, I actually haven't really bought much at all. I'm determined never to put her in blue because I've yeah. been there and done that twice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't really had that urge. I've been nesting hardcore this time because yeah. um, we're in a new house and in our own house. And so that side of things has been there this time. But yeah, so far, not really to like, buy all the girly stuff, which I'm surprised about. I was like, this girl's going to send me broke. And I know she yeah. will once she's here. hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think this is what, this is, you know, why we wanted to make this podcast is because Charles going to have three babies under three, right? That's, is yeah. that correct? Yeah. Three mm. babies under three. She's going to be outnumbered to her Macca. You know, I, I have one baby and, you know, I find that that's enough most of the time. So we, we really wanted to engage as many women at any stage of motherhood where it's in the preconception phase, the pregnancy phase, the, you know, really early stages of postpartum, but postpartum beyond, you know, teenager mm-hmm. postpartum, you know, postpartum never ends for, in, my, in my eyes. No, and I, and I think so many women want real raw, honest conversations around motherhood. We, you know, there's no sugarcoating it. There's, it's amazing. It's challenging. You can be left in the depths of despair, but then you'll be on your high horse and so in love and besotted the next minute. So, and I think that's why we wanted to have these conversations and obviously coming from a big clinical um, medicine kind of perspective as well with what we do as a career. Uh, but tapping into that, that rawness of motherhood and, you know, mums can be at 3 a.m., up breastfeeding or trying to get their little one to sleep and pop our podcast into their ears and just not feel alone in those moments as well. Yeah, which is so important, right? And I guess that's how this podcast was born in the first place as well, right? Like, yeah, yeah, just um, it can be really lonely. And as you said, it doesn't matter whether you've got one kid or you're pregnant or there is always something or there's always thoughts or there's always you know, I don't know, but I just feel like no mother is the first mother to have that thought or, you know, to, to be feeling the way she's feeling. However, so often it's, it's not spoken about. And I was even, since we've released that we're doing this podcast, I've had a few, a few women and a few mums who are in like mother's groups and things. And they've said to me, oh, you know, yeah, like I feel like when I go to mother's groups, it's all like the shiny part of it. So then I have to tell the shiny part of it too. But they're like deep down, I'm like struggling over here. You know, I'm drowning in like a world of no sleep and, um, you know, shitty kids and sick kids and yeah. yeah. And it's really interesting that you say that because I, I went to so many mother's groups when, when Sunny was born and I, and I actually don't have a mother's group because it was just, that's how I felt. It was just sunshine and rainbows and happy days. I was like, where are my real women at? Where are these, where are these mamas who are going to sit there and be like, yeah, today was shit. I was covered in 
my children shit, literally, mm. and I'm exhausted. And, you know, I don't want to do the cooking tonight because it's the last thing I want to do. I just couldn't find that connection. So I never even, I don't have a mother's group. So it, because of those reasons. So yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. I remember um, with Van, you know, I went back to work at about five weeks, I think I was with Van, like in my postpartum yeah. period. And, and yeah. I sort of had, I'd sort of had the idea that I was going to do that. But of course, everyone told me I was crazy and I can't do that with a newborn. And I was like, well, I'll just do me over here. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, and I did because not because I had to, because I really needed to still be able to separate that um, motherhood and my own identity. And, and I just finished studying and I, I needed to do that for myself. So with him, I just honestly didn't really have time for a mother's group. But with Lenny, I tried to join one and I met some gorgeous mums from it. But I'm really hopeless at keeping a mother's group. So uh, they all are great at catching up and what have you. I, I think, dropped off after like a month because I just yeah. found it too challenging with the boys and what have you. And so that's the other thing. Like, And to be honest, I've met most of my mama friends that will be lifelong friends in the park. Um, yes. <laughs> Well, my toddler's running around. I'm like there with my coffee, um, you know, chatting to the mamas. So that's where I've ended up meeting most of my mum's friends. Yeah. But that's it. We just don't want you guys to feel alone. That's it. And I, and I think that's what's so beautiful about this. And we want you to be engaged with us and, and you know, tell us your stories so we can share them and, and, and be engaged with these podcasts just as much as we are. But more importantly, I want to ask you, Shell, What's a little secret or something about you that when we go onto your amazing um, Instagram, Freedom Wellness, what's something that you don't share or, you know, who are looking through your Instagram, you know, tell us, get into it. <laughs> so I'm going to say this because I'm about to have a girl and we're going to be talking a lot about this body part, but I, <laughs> I say, and I'm going to say it correctly this time because I'm trying, I say vagina like a fajita with an f (laughs) so like i normally just say vagina which is like my friends like (laughs) considering considering i'm a nutritionist and an naturopath i say vagina and one time on another podcast i did i did a whole episode about vaginas and i said vaginas the whole episode (laughs) That is too funny. You know the anatomy just as well as, you know, well, you know, you know the anatomy and you still can't say vagina. No, I have to really think about it. So if there's ever a pause before I say vagina, it's me (laughs) thinking about it. But no doubt when I'm in the flow of convo, I'll just say vagina. And it's funny because my mum was like, only maybe six months ago, I was like, you know, you don't say vagina correctly. And I was like, really? You taught me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's my next question. How are you going to broach this subject with your baby girl? What are you going to call her vagina? I know. I really have to like, I have to think about it so hard before I say it. So, you know, it's like when someone says the word specific and people say Pacific, like that's a really yes. common one, right? Yes. It's sort of like 100%. this. Uh, so anyway, so that is one thing that I'll put out there. So if you're listening to this podcast and I'm saying, vagina like a fajita that's yeah i'm aware of it (laughs) okay i've got one for you too so i say parents what instead of parent parents Parents. i have to yeah 
See, I say Paris. It sounds like Paris slash Paris combined. Yeah. And I am the laughing stock of friends and family. Like Catherine, it's time to get parents in your head. And it, I have to think about it. I'm exactly the same, but with parents. So but for vagina to me is so much more funnier. So, you know. <laughs> Well, it's just something I talk about a lot in clinic as well. Like, you know, I specialise in women's health and I'm about to have a girl. And that's one thing people are like, how are you going to go with the girl? I'm like, well, I have to like get used to it. I might have a vagina, vagina. (laughs) Maybe you'll just have to call it like the vulva, you know, get really technical. Maybe I actually should. But then people go, what's a vulva? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and we will get guests on here to actually explain the different parts of the vagina. So yeah. we are more accustomed to those words too. <laughs> so funny. So funny. Hey, okay. So we've all got our thing, right? So that's mine. Yours is yeah. parents. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. There's so there some we go. weird little insights into, into who we are, really. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess um, stay with us on this wild ride because, as we said, it's, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. You know, I know even for me, what was I thinking about before we jumped on this? Oh, and my boys, even just bringing that humour side to some of the not-so-humorous things at the time. Like yesterday, Van literally pinned down Lenny and gave him a golden shower. He's like, are we on Lenny? <laughs> and literally, like... Pinned him down and weed on Lenny and Lenny just takes it because Lenny's my, like, he's my little gentle giant. So he would never fight back his brother. And so I was like, get off Lenny. Um, and was, Van's just pissed all over him, you know. Oh my God, was Lenny drinking it? No, no, no. Lenny was literally like face down being pinned down while Van weed on him. Uh, oh. we're, we're toilet training Van, right? And so. Oh, so Van know, thinks it's hilarious. He thinks it's like. Why wouldn't I, I, like, why wouldn't I piss on my brother? Who am I raising? Like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> you know, and, and like, shit like that happens all the time in my household. Like, the week before, Van ate a $2 coin, so I had to sift through poo for days to try to That's see story. if a $2 coin had come out. Like, stuff like that literally happens in my household almost on the daily. And yesterday, as that happened, and I sat back afterwards, and I was just like oh my God, like, who am I, what am I doing wrong as a parent? Like it was all these thoughts going on in my head again. And I'm like, you know what? That's why this podcast is going to be great because I'm sure after telling people that we will get messages. My kid did the same thing, you know, like it's all about just not feeling alone. And yes, now I can laugh at that, but I'm like, please never pee on your brother again. Like how, (laughs) where did you even get that idea? It's not as if you've seen like, Anyone else been peed on before? Like, what the well, hell? Well, well, that was my next question. What do you and Macca get up to in the bedroom? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I know some people are into that. Me, not so much. Macca, not so much either. <laughs> Maybe we just need a segment on, like, shall, what have the boys done, you know? And I think we will actually do that. You know, I've got yeah. a couple of good ones from Sunny, but having two boys, you know, close in age, it really is the icing on the cake. It is chaos, like seriously. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, like I have stories for days about the stuff they get up to. Like Van is just another level, I tell you. I don't know, that's what this podcast is about. We'll find the humour, we'll bring the funny side. We'll also obviously be touching on 
all of the raw and, you know, the harder things as well um, and bringing our knowledge to the table and interviewing some other amazing guests. So it's going to be a whole lot of fun. So It's going to be such a wild journey and that's what I'm excited about because Shal and I, there's another little secret about us. We've actually never met in real life. No, yeah, true. <laughs> We're Insta friends. We're Insta friends. So Shell's interviewed me on her podcast because Shell had an incredible podcast um, before the No BS approach to motherhood evolved. And she came to me with the idea and I was like, I'm doing this with you because we bounced off each other so well in the two podcasts that that we did together. And Shell and I, you know, we follow on each, each other's journey on Instagram and we're always like, oh, girl, you know, I'm right there behind you. Yeah. Or, you know, fuck, <laughs> this you. happened today. I got you. And so that's what was really exciting when Shell came to me with the idea of, do you want to do this podcast together? Because Shell had been thinking about it for a while. And it was honestly like a mic drop moment for me. I was like, yes, absolutely yes. Because we have the same vibe. We've spoken before. We bounce off each other. We have a laugh. We don't take things too seriously. We can be serious when we want to be. Yeah. Um, and so that's also a little bit of a, a hidden secret. Chal and I will meet one day in person in <laughs> Melbourne when we're recording these podcasts. And don't worry, you will see plenty of photo evidence of that too. Absolutely. I Yeah. And it's so funny because when I text you, I was like, this might sound... Oh, sorry, not even a text. I messaged you on Instagram. This might sound a bit weird, but can you be my co-host with this? Like, you know, <laughs> I know we've never met. That's it. We're recording via Zoom right now. And if we can have this much fun now, imagine, imagine what it'll be like when we get in person. And I can't exactly. wait till I don't have a baby growing inside of me because there'll definitely be wine and espresso martinis oh. involved. That's what, because every time I've come to Melbourne, she was like, oh, you know, we should tr- we should try and catch up. But, you know, when I'm in Melbourne, all my family's there, so I'm busy. And then, you know, Shell's been busy with the boys, so we've never actually been able to have that that margarita. So I, I'm hanging for this baby to come out too because I love, love a good cocktail. So especially yeah. with you, it's going to be great. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> so this was our very first intro episode. And I guess uh, from here, stay tuned because we will be dropping another one very soon. So if you are not already following us, head across to Instagram and follow us on the No BS Approach to Motherhood Instagram page. And there you will see any new episodes. We also want to get you guys really involved in the podcast as well so we'll even be asking you what questions you want us to talk about topics you want we do have a funny idea for an episode that we'll be asking all your mama all you mamas to tell us things that you think but you know you shouldn't say Uh, and yeah that one's going to be a whole lot of fun so please head over follow us and um, we will be in touch with you over there and don't forget to subscribe to our channel so that you get the most up-to-date episodes as well and we can't wait we cannot wait so thank you for coming on this journey with us all righty guys bye bye thank you so much for listening if you have enjoyed this episode please subscribe and leave a five-star review that way we can continue to inspire and reach more mamas around the globe if you would like to get in contact request a guest or topic then head to the No BS Approach to Motherhood Instagram page and send us a direct message. 
Otherwise, until next episode, stay sane, mama.